Hello. Welcome. What's up, boss player? Nothing, dude. Right on, right on. Well, All right. Welcome. So. Uh, welcome, everyone, to Take the Money and Run, uh, the podcast about heists, robberies, uh, will vaping. I ripped that one extra close to the mic just for you, buddy. That one was pretty brutal. Yeah, I got I got some feedback from from like the one person that listens to the podcast. Maybe. Oh, did they like it? Yeah, they think it's okay. They had some they had some feedback. Uh, did I say um too many times? No, no. Because I think I might be able to say it one or two more times. <laughs> they said they said no more burping, which is my fault. <laughs> Straight out of Rick and Morty, yo. Get with the times. I, I mean, if if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be drinking while I do this podcast, I'm gonna have to burp. Um, you got a buff funnel, yo. So, <laughs> so, uh, that and uh, we're, we we last week we forgot to uh, fucking introduce ourselves and the podcast. Oh well, I am Will Barricat, the. Thunder from uh, Ohio, and I'm uh, James Degro. I uh, I'm I'm no no. All right, that was the weakest introduction ever. I like it. <laughs> it's really really terrible because I spent the last like 15 minutes watching clips of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, and I just like. I don't know. I was trying to get pumped up. Woo! That's uh, that's Rick Flair. Oh, that's I think. Rick Flair. Woo! I gotta get my um, I gotta get my professional wrestling knowledge in order. Oh yeah! You're listening up, everybody. You're listening to another episode of Take the Money and Run. Yeah, and listen. Listen up good, because I'm going to answer a question that you don't even think you have. It's so good, and you're going to listen to it, and it's going to take you all the way up to the top. Yeah, and oh yeah, you're never going to even want to come down. Yeah. That was uh, that was pretty good. Told you I spent the last 15 minutes watching fucking clips. I think we should make you talk in, uh, in character like that for the entire time. My throat could not fucking take it. I have like... I have That's food. what she said. I got, I have, yeah, I'm not even going to continue. Never mind. All right. So let's get into the, uh, let's get into the robbery this week. Let's fucking do it. Okay. So this one comes out of Germany. And I had apparently gotten my German bank robberies mixed up. There's three somewhat similar robberies, two almost identical that happened about 20 years apart. And one that was just super memorable, so I got it conflated with the other ones in my mind. This one actually has very little available on it, and I did quite a bit of digging, but they they just don't know everything that happened. They only caught some of the people. Apparently, there was a crew of about 11 people that they think were involved, and they got back about a third of the money that was stolen and caught five or six of the people. Huh. That's that's pretty interesting because like that's how a lot of this stuff goes. You know, I mean, even uh, I mean, even some kind of other, you know, murder, true crime stuff like sometimes you just never know the motive behind things. Well, and and I think statistically, 
you could probably get away with quite a bit. I don't think that the criminal justice system is as good at catching people and bringing them to justice as they would let on. Well, for, in what we've learned in the past three episodes of this podcast is basically like, don't be a complete dumbass and don't like leave your handgun at the scene. If you get to the point where you're shooting it out with the cops, you probably already fucked up. So you want to avoid that like five steps beforehand. We're going to have to make a, a heist manual or like at least like a like a list of steps for our accomplices to follow, you know, like, oh, that would be a great idea. And we can start kind of building it up like, you know, we could bill ourselves as experts. I don't know about that. Anyone can be an expert, right? Opinions matter like facts now. So, uh, well, I guess. I mean, how much, how many years of research do you really have to do on the subject until you're considered an expert? Or do you have to like go to school? Could I just read a bunch of articles and, and like things on Twitter until I'm an expert? Honestly, I think we should go out and rob a few banks. I don't know. It's I, I, looking into this kind of stuff, it's not the worst idea. The averages of people that get away with it is, it's okay. Actually, as far as our listeners know, we are highly accomplished bank robbers who've just never been caught. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so, we're in Deutschland. In Deutschland. On <laughs> June 27th, 1995, in Berlin, Zellendorf, which is a suburb of Berlin, Okay. They have good beer there. If okay. you're ever there, I highly suggest the Berlin Weisse beer mit Rot or mit Grün, which is the Berlin white beer with red or green. It's way better from the tap. I think you can get it bottled, but it's just not the same. When when have you had that? You've been to Germany? Yeah, I was an exchange student in Germany. I studied German for like five years in school. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so. awesome. I don't, I don't know if I ever knew that. Well, you learn something new every day. I am a mysterious person. I could be a bank robber, and even you don't know. Do you speak German fluently? Uh, not fluently, but good enough to get by in a situation. I could probably rob a German bank. That's Yeah, that's probably good enough. Actually, he this had, might have been me. He had a weird Californian-slash-Middle-American accent in German. <laughs> Yeah. Cops are just like, no, uh, I don't know. So I thought this was just a regular, regular old German bank robbery, you know, by Germans for Germans, like right. the other ones that I was thinking of were. Okay. This one was actually a pretty multinational uh, crime gang. So the people that they've caught so far was four Syrians, one Lebanese person, uh, the crime of my people. And one German, and more recently, I think in 2013, they, let me check the uh, date on this. Oh, in 2008, they captured a Swede who was involved in that robbery. Whoa, so this is like the UN of fucking bank robberies, or at least like council. It, it is, it is. So this was a very well-represented group um, and the only real good source I could find was on a German Wikipedia that I had to get translated because my German isn't that good. There were 
So these people tunneled in to a bank, a 20 meter long tunnel, which in freedom units is about 65 feet. I was going to try and convert. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. And they started in uh, March, 1994. They tunneled in from a rented garage in Matterhornstrasse 48 in Berlin, Zellendorf into a sewer system with a one meter or 3.3 feet diameter. So that's the street. It's 48 Matterhorn Street, which it's just like the ride at Disneyland for those who are wondering. And they, so they rented a garage and they just tunneled. Yeah, tunneled into the sewer, then went to the bank and tunneled into the bank. Okay. So they they went down the sewer about 100 meters and then dug through 50 meters of uh, sewer line soil, rock, and then cement to get into the bank. Whoa. So wait, if if that's 50 meters, then if the conversion is 3.3 feet, that's 150 something, 165 feet? Something like that, yeah. So they they dug for over a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. So that's that's quite the uh, quite the feat. That's awesome. It's like they're digging out El Chapo. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, did you ever see the bank job um, the, about the British one where they dug into a bank, but that one was only like a week? Is it? A, is it a fictional movie? It is a non-fictional movie. Oh, okay. No, or it's based on a true story. And either way, no, I haven't. It's the first time I've heard the word scallywag used in a sentence. Figured I probably heard in like a pirate cartoon or something. Shiver me timbers. Uh, uh, so, on the 27th of June in 1995, at 10.25 a.m., two of them busted through the basement floor of the bank. Four other people entered through the front door, and they took 16 hostages and demanded 17 million Deutschmarks in ransom, a helicopter, and an ambulance. Holy shit. So these guys were apparently heavily armed and they had some hand grenades. So they weren't messing around. If you're going to have a hostage situation, this is probably the way to do it. You should duct tape hand grenades in their hands with with the pins pulled. Exactly. Like that. Horrible shit. So Uh they mostly communicated with hand signals um, the one person who di- actually did some talking was the German, supposedly the German they captured because he didn't have an accent. The, the bandits handcuffed the hostages and they covered their heads with shopping bags. And after 30 minutes, they sent one hostage out to deliver a, uh, a note with demands. It was typed and they had six hours to comply with the the demands that I said before, the car, the helicopter, ambulance, 17 million marks, which is weird. You're in a bank and you're demanding money be brought to you. Yeah, that seems like, are, are they interested in the money in the bank as of right now? Or it's just they're a hostage situation. They're just ransoming these hostages. Well, as far as the police know, it's only a hostage situation. That's happening in a bank. Correct. It turns out, though, that they were 
getting busy and busting into some of the bank vaults. Apparently, the way it's done in Germany is they had several vaults, and I wasn't sure whether this was like safety deposit boxes with jewels and stuff like that, or if it was actual separate compartments that had money. But the actual take was somewhere much higher than the 5 million marks they got. So at about 8 p.m., they threatened to shoot a hostage in the leg, which is a very polite threat, I suppose. And then an hour and a half later, two policemen wearing only bathing suits walked through the front door with five sacks, (laughs) holding... One million Deutschmarks as a down payment on the ransom demand. <laughs> so yeah, what's what's so? This is a, a non-comedy question, but what's the conversion rate um, of Deutschmarks or whatever? So at the time, the seventeen million marks they demanded was worth twelve point two million dollars. So it's about two thirds. Okay. Okay. So okay. Okay, but so what was that in the? in the note that they said that the cops had to come in wearing like, you know, bathing suits and nothing else. It doesn't say, but I'm guessing it was requested because the police don't usually carry money into a hostage situation, wearing bathing suits of their own volition. I don't know how many, uh, stories I've heard that. Of course, this is Germany. They might do things different there. They have a reputation as being freaks. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to assume anything. Okay. Continue. So at about 9.50, as it was starting to get dark, keep in mind that in Berlin, it's a very high latitude, so it stays light quite a bit longer in the summer. They shot out surveillance cameras and streetlights, and then they handcuffed the hostages together And at this point is the time when the hostages reported hearing safe deposit boxes getting ransacked. Okay. So now, now they know that there's, or do do cops know it's a robbery yet? I assume so. I mean, they took hostages at a bank. So I think they would assume that not only are they trying to get money brought in, but they're trying to take the money that is there. And, and, and the people that are like the, the crew working the, the safe deposit boxes and stuff, they're the ones that tunneled in through the basement. Say that again. So there was how many people that tunneled in through the sewer? And then uh, there was like four of them. And Supposedly then- two. But here's the thing. They're looking for like 11 people total. So nothing said this, but I think that two people tunneled in. Four people walked in and put bags over everyone's heads, handcuffed them together, and started the hostage situation. And they broke through different sources, say, between 240 and 400 safety deposit boxes or places where money was kept, vaults. Yeah. So I think that there were probably more than just the six people in there, especially since it sounds like the four people – we're managing the hostage situation. Right. It doesn't sound like you would have two people causing that much mayhem in a locked area. Okay. That's 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 more what I was thinking was like there's the the team that does the hostage situation and then there's also the hot the team that does the 
like the robbery, but for there to only be like two people, it seems a little ridiculous. There, ha- there, there there's got to be somebody like down in the sewer running stuff back and forth. I yeah, mean. absolutely. And the other thing is, it's it's hard to know who set up the getaway vehicles, like how many of them there actually were. There could have been five people. There could have been all eleven directly involved with that. So, yeah. I mean, they, they, they could. We have no idea. First. There could have been twenty people rummaging around in there and the cops just had no idea who who all was involved so at about 3 a.m a branch manager or assistant branch manager was able to escape and grab a phone and call the cops and say that he thought that the bandits had left there wasn't any more sound heard for since like one or midnight and at 343 a german commando team busted in the place basically a swat team freed the hostages and found a hole which led to oh here we go in freedom units a 384 foot long tunnel man i was close you were (laughs) but wow okay yeah it was about 10 feet beneath the surface it had been uh, it had been stabilized with wood, like lengths of lumber, steel plates. So it was a professional type tunnel. It was a proper tunnel. It's you could imagine how you how they tunnel into the United States in order to bring Bolivian marching powder and stuff like that. <laughs> Something similar, and it opened into a garage where police. Assume the thieves had a getaway car waiting. That's a safe assumption. Yeah. The and so they they think the helicopter, the ambulance, the rest of the money, it was all a diversion. Oh. Okay. So they never had any intention of using those things to escape. They just wanted to make the cops think that they were, which apparently isn't that bad of an idea since these guys managed to bust out. So, so they also found clothes, weapons, and masks in the tunnel. I heard, and it could have been the other the other uh, tunnel bank robbery in Germany, that it had been set on fire. But I think that might have been the other one. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, so like you were they, multiple they, just like this. Yeah. Huh. And the, the chief of police said they vowed to catch the culprits. And you could say, he is quoted, that it has become rather a matter of honor for us. Oh. So they, I don't think they cared about the money as much as getting made to look like fools. Oh, man. They're losing their pride, dude. Germans love that shit. Oh, yeah. And it looked like they've only been able to get back. So a total of 16.3 million marks was stolen. Okay. And they've managed to get back 5.3 million of that. So that's less than a third. And the gang, okay, check this out. This is a great German word. Okay. It was die Banda was, which is the gang, was right. Elf, right. Elf Kupfig. So the gang was 11-headed. Huh. That's... I like that. They, it wasn't. There was eleven dudes. It was an eleven-headed gang. 
Right. That, I, I like it. I mean, it, it, it sounds metal in English. I don't know how, how cool it sounds in German. I mean, everything sounds pretty metal in German. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, yeah, that's true. Whoa. So, they go on to talk about, there were a few other bank robberies in Germany up to this point. Okay. But this was pretty much the biggest one. So, after this, in about two weeks, a uh, the garage that was rented... Next yeah. to it. Oh, go ahead. How, like, who, who was it rented to? You know, I mean, like. So they weren't sure, but there was a 19-year-old Syrian car painter who owned the one next to it. <laughs> and his name was Mutaz al-Barazi, also known as Tunnel Tony. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if he got that nickname before or after. <laughs> But that is straight out of Snatch. That is the best nickname ever. And he obviously did it. Yeah, you know what? Tony, he's, he's I, I, I got to say, he's really good at, you know, tunneling under stuff. <laughs> so they found a cigarette butt in the tunnel. Okay. And that's how they caught him. So... It- but, on uh, the 20th of July, they found three other accomplices, and I guess they caught them one day before they were about to leave the country. And this was all because of stuff they'd left behind. You gotta, you gotta pack out your equipment with you, or burn it, or destroy it somehow. How did they catch him with the cigarette butt? Was it like DNA? Um, could have been DNA, could have been a fingerprint, could have been some bizarre brand of cigarette that they were smoking. Some, like, Syrian brand. Yeah, exactly. There may not have been a lot of Syrians in Germany at that time. He got arrested with a a pack of cigarettes with one missing. Something like that. Or probably, like, the really horrible, shitty brand that I used to smoke. Nobody ever touches those. Were they like Winston's or USA brand? Uh, I well, when when we lived when we lived in Oakland, I used to smoke USA Golds. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I and, and whenever I felt like like uh, going to town and spending an extra couple bucks, I would buy Basics. Ooh, yeah, yep. that's yeah, that's not good. No. But but you always you always had the rolled cigarettes. That was always like, oh, I couldn't do it. No. No, I don't know yeah, why. I always I always thought those were worse. I always thought you know if you're smoking uh, Basics or USA Gold, I mean that's just basically to save money for meth at that point. <laughs> I don't know what I was saving money for. Fish tanks. Fish tanks, yeah. Fish tanks, but I like, yeah. Because the ones that I already had leaked. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> so yeah. the, the half brother of this guy who was caught was the leader of the gang. He was sentenced to 13 years. Okay. Oh, shit. There was uh, the Lebanese guy, Durgham Ibram, uh, got 12 years. The German accomplice got 10 years. They don't have his name in here, though. And. Two confessed accomplices 
got six or ten years is what it says. Which, for the amount of money they made off with, it sounds like they got to keep about 11 million marks, which is about a million apiece. So, would you do six years in a German jail for a million Deutschmarks? Uh, I'm trying to think of a good German word, but all all that's coming to all that's coming to my mind is just screaming nine. <laughs> well, I guess you wouldn't then. No, I probably wouldn't. The two other volunteers, I guess that's their word for accomplices in German, were caught in Lebanon. And they were sentenced to three years, which I'm not sure if they were, if they were a re- or three years in a Lebanese prison or a German prison. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. If these all, if all these people got extradited, I would assume so. But well, would, would they? Uh... I doubt Lebanon wants to pay to house these German criminals. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Another guy got popped in Sweden okay. on the 2nd of June. He had a false identity. He was going by Robbie and had founded a family. Oh, that's the guy that was later. Okay, so those other guys oh, shit, I burped. were arrested again. Okay, I'm, I'm confuzzled. So that's the guy that was caught. In 2008, he had uh, moved to Sweden and started a family and went by Robbie. He made it that long? Yes. Whoa. Okay. So so there's still convictions and stuff going on now? I assume he's still in prison now. No, I, I mean, are they still looking for people and, like, going to trial? I don't know if they're going to trial. I think the other people just got away with it. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's waiting it out. That's a good one. And they think the money may have been taken to Damascus. So who knows what it's doing now? Exactly. Christ. It's probably from around there somewhere. Um, but, uh, whoa, that's crazy. And there's multiple like that where they tunnel in. Apparently, tunneling is the way to do it in Europe. So so many so that you, like, confused a couple. Yeah, I, I figured <laughs> I would just look up the tunnel bank robbery in Germany, and it turns out you have to choose which one. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's the, uh, that's the method. Whoa. I mean, Germans are pretty industrious people. They do, like, things like engineering and tunneling and excavating. But that, this one wasn't even Germans. Yeah. Well, was it like, or was that German in charge? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like the guy's half brother, Tunnel Tony, his half brother, was the guy in charge. So I think they brought the German in just for talking to the police, so they'd have someone who didn't have an accent, which isn't a bad idea. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Huh. So. All of, our, all of our accomplices, um, things to take away from this heist, good ideas that they did, uh, use hand signals. I thought that was cool. Hand signals, have a type note, have someone that won't speak with an accent in order to talk to the police if you're not from the area. So if me and you, for example, wanted to go to 
Kansas. Te- I know fake a Kansas accent. Uh, yeah. Begin, please. <laughs> Shit. I don't really know how people talk in Kansas. I think they just talk a little bit slower. I'm going to let you keep measuring out that rope to hang yourself, so go ahead. <laughs> anyway, get a native. Yeah, that's a good one, too. But uh, so the guy, um, the the Syrian guy, t- Tunnel Tony next door, he's the one that went down first. And how, like, that was, like, what, the next day? They basically just went, followed the tunnel, said, holy shit, checked his pack of cigarettes, found a missing cigarette. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think he had a shop next to the one that was rented. Yeah. garage next to the rented garage. And they found his cigarette butt down there. And they found the other people by their coveralls, weapons, probably fingerprints on them. So they should have packed everything out. Okay. But- found some way to destroy it also it may not have been a bad idea to collapse the tunnel in order to delay them finding where it came out oh yeah what how like how you think just um like a small explosive charge like just to kind of make a sinkhole out of it uh, maybe something like that or pulling out the supports as you go back to make it unstable yeah that's flooded. I'm sure there's all kinds of creative ways that you could sink a tunnel. There's lots of creative ways to rob a bank, Will, and that's why this is. Another... That's why we're doing this. It keeps us in a podcast. I mean, yeah, it's so interesting. the The one that I'm thinking of next week, uh, interestingly enough, is um, takes place during the Lebanese Civil War. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if you know a lot about that or much about that. I know a little bit about it. Cool. So I'm going to look up less about the Lebanese Civil War and more about the robbery. (laughs) Well, maybe look up both because that would be a good good way for our listeners to get a little bit of accomplices to get a little bit of context. That's the point. What was going on. And I think that is a good point. If you want to rob somewhere, do so in a war torn, chaotic region. Yeah. Probably no more or less likely to get killed robbing a bank than you are walking down the street. Distract. You're probably not going to get caught because the cops have better things to do than worry about who's robbing the bank. Distraction is key. And uh, yeah. Um, man, that was a cool heist. It was. Are, are there, is that portrayed in any movies or anything? I think it was portrayed in a movie. Probably. It was a German movie called let me see if i can find that i mean tunneling into a bank must be a very prominent uh means of entry in fictional realms i guess i think it was called the bank robbery by ard and it was filmed in 2007 it's creative yeah very I guess they don't have too many bank ro- they they never had a golden era of bank robberies like we did in America. You know, the twenties and thirties, the Great Depression was the golden age of bank robberies here. Yeah, those are gonna be some real cool ones to cover. Like old school gangsters and shit. We're definitely gonna have to cover a few of the 
a few of the real celebrity bank robbers of the time. Yeah. Um, what's the one, uh, the woman out her name? Patty Hearst. That's one I want to do. Ooh. Bonnie and Clyde. They were pretty good. They were real? Yeah. I thought that was just like a fable. No, Bonnie and Clyde are real. Cool. So we'll go over them. Look okay. up pictures of their car if you want to see something that has a lot of holes in it. <laughs> okay, I will. I I totally um, watched uh, a couple movies. Uh, I watched Heat. Finally, you did see Heat. What'd you think? Um, I thought that uh, the heist scenes were cool. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I guess trying to get into a '90s, early '90s. I think that movie was from mid nineties. It I don't know, it was difficult. It didn't age well. Difficult at times. <laughs> damn kids and your internets. But I liked it. I think the thing to take away from that movie is if you're gonna be in the business of Robin Banks when the heat is on, never be so attached to anything that you can't walk away in thirty seconds or less. That's it. Always be ready to walk away from anything in thirty seconds or less. Is it uh, what was I trying to say? I lost it. It's gone. Bummer. I watched Casino. Casino's a good one. Casino was a good one. I liked that a lot. I, I liked how it had like a abrupt uh end. You know. Yeah. Was, was it also was it Martin Scorsese? I couldn't tell you. Probably not. I don't think so. I sound dumb, but. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of The Departed, where everybody just dies in the end. You're like, whoa! <laughs> it's a very tidy way to wrap it up. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's kind of realistic sometimes. sometimes. Uh, uh watched um, Goodfellas. It's another, those are two big heists. Uh, another classic. In Hollywood that we can totally cover at some point. Um... And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's it on the fucking <laughs> movies, movies I've watched. Thanks for keeping up, keeping us appraised of your cinematic endeavors. All the time, guys. I fucking hate movies. I'll be straight with you. So I'm going to watch movies and I'm going to tell you how much they fucking suck. At least once a week. I promise. Thanks for taking one for the team. Anytime. I really just don't know where the fuck American cinema has fucking gone. Like, have you... Uh, I, I watched fucking that movie It not too long ago, and, and my girlfriend was freaking out. Like it The was, new one or the old one? The the new one. Oh, how was that? I, do you, we're, we're, listen, we're hearing it right now. So, uh, she was so scared, and I really didn't understand why. Like, it's just, you know, a movie on a screen, but it wasn't that fucking good like i i think elements the elements to those movies those like you know like jump out at you and shit movies is like what really used to scare me when i would see a scary movie as a teenager or whatever would be the fucking bitch behind me sorry it was a dude i'm sick calling him a bitch that would fucking scream at the top of their lungs and it would just you know scare the shit out of me you know just because some like they know somebody's behind a fucking closet or something God damn it. It just drives me crazy. But uh, 
yeah. So it sucked. <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, that's a strong opinion you have about that movie. Yeah, I felt really t- terrible about the status of American cinema when I finished it. My condolences. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll watch another movie, and I'll tell you why I think it's shitty next next week. Sounds good. But, uh, anything? I think, I think that's a good spot to wrap up. I need to go swimming before the pool closes so I can drink my daily recommended amount of child's urine. Whoa, that's fucking gross as shit, but... I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I don't even know if it's a joke or not. It's so fucked up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna let you call it. And, uh, I'm gonna fucking tell everybody, uh, all of our accomplices, um, we fucking made it. Uh, only a couple of us got fucking arrested, and the rest of us got, like, two-thirds of the loot on this one. So, congratulations. Um, thanks for listening. Take the money and run. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Take the Money Pod. I'm James Degro. Apple Bearcat. As always. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Rate us five stars. Tell us something okay about us. And uh, reach out to us if you actually listen. I would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Right. Cool, Will. It was good to talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye, dude.